So we have a term for this internally called force gumping, which is when you just start running on something and you just take off. And then the next time you check in with everybody, you're like, you've grown a giant beard and you're wearing, you know, shoes that your girlfriend, I don't know, the analogy falls apart pretty quickly, but you come back and you're, you're all draggled with beard and you're like, oh, I did this thing. And everyone's like, why would you do that? Like, why is that useful? We all went in this direction while you were out running. Hey y'all, I'm Chase Clemens. This is the Support Ops Hangout. This is the show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. We've got some of the best support pros in the business. So before we uh, jump into this topic, let's go ahead and meet them. Now, Jeff, you went first last week. So Chase gets first dibs this week. Chase Livingston from Automatic, how are you? Hey, doing well. How's it feel being first? That's pretty awesome. I, I like being in front of Jeff. That's the main thing. <laughs> and then last but not least this week... It's okay. It's okay. You can say at least. Chase is always first in my heart, and I know in all of our listeners' hearts, so that's all right. Wait, which Chase is always first? You know which Chase, the Livingston. <laughs> oh, all right. On this week's show, uh, it's more talk about boundaries. Um, if, if, with this week, we kind of want to look at um, uh, the idea of sharing ideas. The idea of sharing ideas. Uh, I was telling Chase Livingston earlier, my, my way with words tonight is going to be interesting. Um, but so if you don't have a clear boundary on uh, when to share your work, you know, you can really get wrapped up at it and let it kind of become part of you. Uh, if, and most likely when that work doesn't pan out, then you can get discouraged and frustrated. This is uh, one of those that Jeff and I was talking about, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, something like that. I forget. Time just flies by with Jeff. You can never really remember when it was. Um, but it kind of brought us to the question of how much work should you let your team put into a project before they have to share it? Uh, so with us, uh, I'm just going to kind of set the stage as y'all start thinking about that topic. Uh, with Basecamp, we like to share early and we like to share often. Uh, it's something that we picked up from Turn the Ship Around, I think. I think it was that book. Um, it might have been Creativity, Inc., now that I say that, again, those books are starting to run together. It was one of those. But it was this idea of share early, share often. Um, the big thing being that it's so easy to like wrap yourself into an idea to the point where it's like almost part of you. And if when you share that work, somebody rejects it or picks it apart or anything like that, it kind of feel like they're doing that to you. Um, so we kind of, you know, share early, share often, just so you can kind of get the, the crap out there first, have it picked apart and thrown away. And then you have the good stuff left. Um, Jeff, since, uh, you know, you and I were talking about it, like, um, what, what's your thinking around this? Uh, so we have a term for this internally called force gumping. Uh, Forrest gumping. I think I've, I feel like I've discussed on the podcast before. I, I when, think I would remember that. <laughs> uh, which is when you just start running on something and you just take off. And then the next time you check in with everybody, you're like, you've grown a giant beard and you're wearing, you know, shoes that your girlfriend, I don't know, the analogy falls apart pretty quickly, but you come back and you're, you're all draggled with beard and you're like, oh, I did this thing. And everyone's like, why would you do that? Like, why is that useful? We all went in this direction while you were out running. Um, and uh, I, th I think you can take lessons from both 
uh, Creativity Inc. and Turn the Ship Around. I think the Turn the Ship Around piece was um, uh, something along the lines of like show your work or like communicate what you're thinking. That like there should be lots of chatter happening on the bridge around people making the specific story I'm thinking of is this this uh, helmsman is like not saying anything and the, the submarine is drifting and the captain is like, oh my God, when is he going to turn this ship? And he finally jumps in and says, well, are you going to turn or what? And the helmsman is like, I was, a, yeah, I was about to turn in just one minute, which turned out to be like the perfect time to turn. But because the captain had no idea he was going to do it, he's like sitting there having anxiety and to the point that he jumps in. Um, which happens all the time. It creates so much work for all of us inside of our organizations, right? We don't know that this person that we work with is like thinking actively about this problem. So we're like, well, if Chase isn't thinking about it, then I'll start thinking about it. We end up doing kind of double work or like pulling in different directions. um, and, And we, you know, over time could even lose some trust for that person that we work with because we don't know that they're like staying up late at night thinking about options. Um, so there, there's certainly a piece of that that you want to trust your teammates and you want to give them ownership and let them go. But there's another piece that's like ownership comes with the responsibility of communicating. Even if you're worried that um, you're going to be seen as wrong, you're going to make a mistake. And so then there's the piece that goes back to the management of, Hey, you got to give them enough line to try some things and and maybe make mistakes. And you can't just jump in at the first sign of them making a decision differently than you would. A lot in there. I have a lot of thoughts around that. Um, <laughs> That's all right. We'll keep I, I think that this this is at the root of like so many of the conversations that happen in organizations all the time. Yeah, I think there's also a tendency to to kind of shove this into. Um, a lot of companies have like daily standups, weekly standups, that kind of thing. And, and you know, the ones like you're in a circle and you go around and you're saying, I'm working on this or I'm working on that. Uh, Basecamp, we don't really do those in favor of what we have. Uh, we call them check-ins. It's basically a, an automated question that goes out every day that says, hey, what have you been working on today? Or uh, on a weekly basis, hey, what are you working on this week? And that's a perfect opportunity to kind of share some of the things that you're thinking about or that you're working on. It doesn't have to be like the whole kit and caboodle. It can just be something as simple as, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about doing X or I'm, I'm exploring Y. And it gives a real good way for you to let people know that that's something you're interested in um, without, you know, sharing like this bundle full, full like this bundle full of like not organized cohesive ideas yet. Uh, Chase, when it comes to automatic, you know, very, I feel like that we preface this uh, with every time we come to you, you know, much bigger organization than all the rest of us. Um, so how do things work there? You know, it's, we won't go like the entire organization, but like if you're looking at the Jetpack team or you're looking at the support team and you're thinking about, um, new ideas, new things you can try and, and things like that, like how, how early in this whole process are you encouraged to share what you're looking at? Um, I'd, I'd say we're pretty similar to what you mentioned with Basecamp um, because it's so easy to you know duplicate work with so many different teams and people all working on the same products. There has to be you know a, a good bit of communication in order to make sure that we're all not working on the same thing essentially. Um, and so yeah, it's it's honestly a lot of times before actual work even starts on a project where you know there's a you know discussion or a P two post um, posted with sort of a spec and uh, you know 
list of items that need to be done and, and when they're going to be done and who's going to do them and, you know, just all those kind of details of, of a project that's going to be worked on. Uh, and that's most often put up even before work actually starts just to get other people's thoughts. Maybe there's something that that team or that team lead didn't take into account that, you know, maybe should be just, you know, any of those little details that need to be ironed out. Uh, I think we, we like to do that before, you know, a project even gets started so that we don't waste time, um, duplicating efforts or, you know, sort of going down the wrong path to the wrong solution. Um, you know, just because that's what, you know, one or two people thought might be the the right thing to do. Do you have any, and you might not, um, but have you had any times where like one person has been kind of going down that path, looking at things and then come back and said, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Is it mostly uh, more of a collaborative, like, here's the idea that we've got, this is the team that's working on it. It's more kind of set with that almost pitch at the beginning. It's definitely happened that way, you know, where somebody sort of gets caught up, uh, forest gumping, I guess, if you will, to, to borrow a term from Jeff there. But um, I would say more often than not, um, we, the, the goal and the, the thing that we strive for each time is more of a collaborative, um, you know, post and, and discussion around what's going to happen, you know, with a particular project uh, and not even just amongst the team, but, you know, out there for the whole company to see, you know, if anybody else wants to, you know, throw in their ideas or whatever, that's obviously welcome and encouraged. It doesn't you know necessarily happen that way every time. It might, you know, just be that it's your team and your, you know, people that you work directly with discussing it. But, you know, you know it's, there's always that option and encouragement for people to um, give their input and ideas across, you know, regardless of, of uh, what team you're on, give it across the company to somebody else. So it doesn't, it doesn't sound like automatic has this, but I just wanted to, to jump in because I think that there is kind of a, like an insidious side of this ownership thing, which is like, I guess I don't really, I don't have a term for it. I wish we had a sweet term for it, but it's like the, it's like the land grab, right? If you can say out loud, like in your, I guess it wouldn't really be, it, do, it doesn't really work for the P2 because Chase already said that there's kind of a format for those, but in the base camp, what are you working on email? Mm-hmm. If there are people that just stack those up with stuff that they're thinking about that they're not thinking about, they just don't want anyone else to think about it or to be worried that they're not thinking about it. Um, yeah. so they'll load it up with like, Oh yeah, I'm thinking about, uh, uh, employee growth and I'm also thinking about new team structures and hiring and they're thinking about all these things you're not really taking action on all of those maybe that's yeah. where the the p2 the action items and the deadlines really come come in handy um, but it's kind of like a like an evil version of forest gumping is you don't even leave the house you just block everyone else from thinking about it by saying I got it these are all my ideas right here yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say I see that. Uh, I, I don't know that I've ever personally seen that. And I think, I don't know, I think part of it might be just the culture and the transparency that we try to have it automatic, you know, throughout the company. Like if, if somebody is going to post that they're working on all these things, then they're sort of tied to that. I mean, you know, there's a, a public post that can be referenced like, okay, if you're working on employee growth here, you said, you know, back in, you know, December, you said you were working on this. How's it coming? And then somebody's scrambling to, you know, try and come up with a reason why they haven't been working on it. I feel like that would come back to bite somebody eventually. So um, I'm sure, I mean, it may have happened for sure. I haven't personally run into it, but um, I can definitely see that, you know, would become an issue if somebody did that regularly. 
I think you're leaning a lot on your your team leads for this, right? Like they kind of know what a person is is uh, working on at any given time, or they should be knowing anyways. Uh, they should have a good feel for you know uh, when they read through a check in or read through an update, and so and so said they're working on A B C D E F. That's a lot, right? So it's the job of the one uh, the team lead to step in and go, yeah, let's like pair the like pick one. Pick one of these things. Um, with us, you know, it's kind of naturally happened, but uh, with our support team, we all have kind of branched off into different areas really organically. Like, um, I was trying to think of a good example. Um, so Mar- uh, Marissa and I started doing some of the, the weekly online classes a couple of years ago. And it wasn't one of those where we were like somebody reached over and said, hey, you're going to do this. It was more like we were talking one day and this is, would be really nice. And then, you know, we started looking at it a little bit. And then we told people that we were looking at it and then we just kind of fell into it. So like that kind of stuff, um, we kind of land grab is the wrong word there, but like we kind of have a little ownership over that. Um, and each person on the team has a different kind of niche, you know, some people it's more community related. Some it's like uh, help doc related. Some it's um, more proactive outreach and some it's more growth and, and, you know, all these things that kind of, um, when you hire these people probably have natural, um, uh, interest in those anyways. So they kind of just fall into that. Um, now, sometimes it's going to get a little messy, right? Like the, the example I can think of is uh, with my teaching and education background, I really love doing the online classes and kind of out of that has grown uh, a very small um, kind of community uh, account that we have where people can learn from us, but they can also learn from each other. Now, that's kind of in the realm of more community-related stuff, but again, nobody really had that spot. So when I started thinking about it and telling people like we were going to do X, Y, or Z or try that. It just kind of, there wasn't a land grab. There was nobody that said, no, I want that. It was, if anything, it was more like, Hey, you're doing that. I want to help with that. Sorry. That was a lot to pack in there, but it kind of boils down to like being open about what your interests are and what you're working on, sharing that, uh, and also relying on your team lead to make sure that you're not taking on too much. Makes perfect sense. I wouldn't say perfect, but you know, close. Close-ish. Um, yeah, it sounds good on, on, you know, on audio anyways. Um, one of the things I'm interested in, Jeff, is kind of, you know, what happens when you do run into a forest gumping? I, that's the name of the show this episode, by the way, is forest gumping. That's just, it's going to happen. Um, what happens when you do run into that happening with somebody? You know, what, what's that? Like, how do you bring them back in the direction that you're going without being like you've wasted uh, however long, like with us, it'd be at least a cycle. So like you've wasted six weeks. Yeah, that can be really tough. Um, and that reeling in process, you really got to watch how you handle that because yeah, we're talking about somebody's, you know, work, their dedicated work for X amount of time. Um, and especially when we've had things before we were on a cycle, um, uh, plan where people could be doing this for a long period of time. And it's like, what's up with that? And I think to, to the previous point you made a lot, to, a lot of times that feedback actually needs to go to their manager, to their lead mm-hmm. as opposed to them. Right. I mean, they're just trying to do the best job they can at whatever that thing is, whatever that focus item is. And if they weren't getting feedback from their lead about how does this fit into the broader picture, then, uh, that's almost more on the manager than it is on them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, almost always that has more to, there's a root cause that has almost nothing to do with the person who ended up forest gumping themselves. Now, like sometimes people don't take advantage of communication opportunities, right? Or they kind of squirrel away their work and that's just how they think about it. They think kind of similar to like a company that doesn't want to mention what they're doing because they're worried someone else will like take their brilliant idea, right? Um, a lot of times the root, the root when it's an individual's responsibility is um, they didn't feel comfortable sharing their work before it was like ready, you know, before yeah. it was totally ready to go. They didn't want to show it in kind of rough draft form. Um, and so the root there is trust. Like you kind of have to, uh, in the instances I've been involved in something like this, you have to figure out what the real root is before you go about messaging it to the person because it's always different. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you hear about it, I think you gotta jump on it. Um, when you, when you kind of beat around the bush or when you try to slowly, you know, bring the person in that has never worked well. Um, you always end up making these sort of really indirect message, message messages to the person as opposed to being like, listen, I know you've been working on this for a while. I don't think this aligns with our goals and here's why here's how, why I think you got into this situation. Let's figure out how we can move forward. Um, this is especially true of sales. I was going to say sales and support people, um, people who really devote an awful lot of their time to sort of business as usual work as it is. So this is like all the development time they've had for like a while. It, that that's the worst. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for, you know, we keep talking about like these early ideas that you have to cut and throw in the the cutting room floor and that kind of thing. That doesn't mean they're totally gone. Like you can still come back to it and cycle back at a better point and all that. Um, So you, but I think like you mentioned that you got to be real gentle. Again, it's not the right word. Uh, I need like a thesaurus or something sitting over here for the show. Um, But you've got to be cognizant of the amount of effort and time that's been put into this that, you now have to redirect somehow. Chase, you know, we talk about it being the managers and team leads in here, but what do you think about like other people on the team? Like what, what kind of responsibility do they have if they know that a coworker is working on something that maybe not, might not be the best like use of the collective team time and all that? Like how, how would you approach that? Um, yeah, I guess it depends on the situation, but um yeah, I don't mean like like a random coworker that you see like once a year. I mean, sure, you know. sure, yeah. yeah. I think if it were me, I guess the the two things I would think about are either uh, maybe talking if it's someone on your your own team talking to your team lead about it, um, or if you know if you feel comfortable just talking directly to the person about um, your feelings and you know concerns with with what they're they might be working on and um, just have a conversation um, that's probably the best way to handle it uh, I guess it just depends on how invested and how uh, comfortable you feel um, talking directly to them versus maybe filtering some of the, your thoughts through your team lead to make sure you don't come across as you know a jerk or whatever um, but you know if it were me I, I think that's probably the the two things that I would think about first um, before taking any other action yeah. So with every kind of any idea that I start thinking about any segment that I want to start working on or, or whatnot, I might kind of write up some initial thoughts about it and then share that with a coworker. Um, you know, one that um, has 
that I've known for a while that I can trust their judgment on as far as like evaluating new ideas and, and all that kind of thing. Sometimes it's the team lead, sometimes it's not, you know, but it helps to run it by at least one other person. Um, so I think that that helps out a lot there too, but you're right. It's the, it's the conversation, right? It's the, some action has to be taken because the further, I guess we'll stick with this Forrest Gump thing. The further you run down the road by yourself, like the deeper you're going to get and the more it's going to hurt when you have to like actually turn around. Um, and, and that's not saying like, you know, what if you bring somebody along with a ride on this one? Um, it's been forever since I've watched Forrest Gump and this might be stretching it, but isn't there a scene where like he starts running and then people run with him and then they get to the end, like they get to somewhere and he just stops and they're like, well, what now? And he's like, I go home. You know, like you don't want that kind of situation either where you take a couple of yep. people with you on exactly. it. Sorry, it's been a while since I've watched it, so. <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. And also, I put the metaphor in your mouth, so sorry about that. <laughs> We're stuck on it now. Thanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh. All right, so we talked about kind of responsibilities of the team lead, the manager, and all that. We've talked about you as a person. You need to share, um, especially if you can. And so we, when we talk about share early, share often, it doesn't have to be with everybody. It can literally be with just one other person or like just get it out of your head, basically, that kind of thing. Um, is there anything we haven't talked about around this one? I guess one of the big things, Jeff, you, you kind of alluded to it. Um, so, you know, Basecamp works in, in cycles. So we kind of pitch things up front. Um, Automatic does the same thing, you know, um, where they pitch their uh, Wistia is just starting to get into that. Um, can you talk a little bit about why you're starting to do those pitches in relation to like how it helps with this problem? Oh yeah, totally. Um, I think for a lot of people, you know, it's easy to talk in the abstract about like communicate your, what you're thinking, you know, and talk about what you're working on, but it's really hard to create the venue for that. Right. You, you know, I think, I think P2 makes a lot of sense um, where you want to give the person a lot of space to say, why do you think this is valuable? Like what work have you put into it so far? And that when people are kind of forced to do like a one liner or if they're forced to do it, in person or out loud, that can be really hard to lay all that out. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of different approaches we'll, we'll take. We'll probably end up using some sort of Frankenstein hybrid of all of them. But right now the road that we're going down is, uh, let people raise a, a problem that they think is big enough to warrant working a cycle on, um, and let them, uh, lay out, all of their thinking around like why it's important, why it lines up with our goals and mission, what they would do, you know, if they were president for a day, how they would approach this problem, what changes they would make. Um, it, it, it allows especially people who aren't going to be part of planning the end solution to feel like they've gotten their thoughts out as opposed to the old process of like running around the company, trying to, to, uh, you know, get a bunch of interest and in, in motion going on their problem, um, essentially Forrest Gumping mm -hmm. the situation, right? And when uh, 50 people are doing that, it's really bad. When 150 people, you know, when 400 or however many Automatic has are doing it, 
it's a huge problem. Um, and so you want to come up with that process early on that when someone new joins the team and they're like, Hey, I, I really feel like we should be doing this differently, but I don't feel like I have direct power over it. What should I be doing? It's like, Oh, great. We have a process for that. Yeah, there's really, I think that's, that's, so one of the, if you don't take anything else away, take away this, that you need to set up boundaries around um, how you think about new ideas, how you present them to the team. That way you don't go running off by yourself. Like it's fine to go running as long as we're all running in the right direction. Um, it kind of like, I don't want to mix metaphors too much, but the thing that come to mind was like, you know, if you're in a bowling lane, a uh, bowling alley, you know, you got the bumpers up, like that's the boundaries that will help you get down the right, you know, direction. It's the same kind of concept, like have some kind of avenue or tool or check-in or P2 or whatever that will let you um, have a space for people to, to work with these ideas and pitch these ideas and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's a uh, chase. Anything else you want to throw in? No, nope, that all sounds great. All right. So that's, uh, that's how we do it. That's our take on this one. Let us know what you think. Hello at supportops.co is the email, and we are uh, at supportops on Twitter. Uh, now, before we go, there's one kind of uh, last thing I want to throw in, and it's kind of a, just a, a break from my normal wrap-up. So just uh, bear with me a little bit, especially for U.S. listeners. Um, and I should point out, too, that this is me. This is not Chase or um, uh, Jeff throwing in on this but uh the last week or so in the u.s has been one of the most depressing yet uplifting weeks i've ever experienced you know between the uh the inauguration the marches the executive orders the bans the protests it's it's been a it's been a week but uh it's been a week of hope which is really encouraging uh our job and this is how it kind of all comes back to support you know our job in the customer support world is to continue to connect with people, uh, to put ourselves in their shoes, to, to show empathy, to show understanding, and in a word, to support. So you're going to hear calls uh, to donate your money and time as we uh, figure out this whole new uh, presidency and things. You're going to see a list of things that you can do right now from anywhere that you live. And you should be doing those things, so please do those things. You should donate, you should call, you should write, you should email, you should uh, hell break at a fax machine if you need to. Uh, but as you do those things, don't forget to uh, to listen and to learn. Don't forget to to teach and to share and to care. And like I mentioned earlier, don't forget to support. In the coming weeks, you know it's going to be a little crazy, and and it's every now and then. I'm it won't bleed over into the show much. This is a uh, just a, a little aside, like I mentioned. But uh, in the coming weeks and the months, it's it'll it'll be a little rough, uh, be a little rocky. But don't forget, love trumps hate. So that's it. That's my little uh, two cents. Uh, thanks for, uh, for listening. And until we see you again, have an awesome week.